Welcome to the Get Over Divorce Podcast, where you will learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman you were meant to be. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hey everybody, I just want to give you a quick disclaimer to the recording of the audio of this podcast. I was in my office, which it's very echoey in here, and I don't think my microphone was connected properly, and I believe it was the ambient microphone of my laptop that picked up the recording, so bear with me. I've been told that it's too good to delete and redo, so... With that in mind, it is a great and very personal episode to me. So listen in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have an amazing human being with me who literally surprised me, surprise visited me here in North Carolina. It is my niece, Crystal. And um, I was literally going to the bathroom and she walked right in. Like, hello, we're here. I'm like, um, excuse me while I flush the toilet, <laughs> which is so like you, by the way. <laughs> but I have Crystal here because not only are we from the same family, um, we're also both children of divorce. And Crystal brings a lot of expertise to the table. Um, she works, her regular day job is for DENI management. She works in diversity, equity, and inclusion. She is also uh, on the board of NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And she is a volunteer suicide prevention trainer. So Crystal comes with a wealth of amazing information. And I actually ask her for her thoughts on things once in a while, especially if I feel like it's a touchy subject for anything, right? Like (laughs) I get her opinion whether I want it or not. Um, But I do tap you as a resource of, of very good brilliance. So today we're talking about breaking the cycle. And I want to start by saying, I feel like, one of the cycles that Crystal and I have worked on breaking in our family is being a child of divorce. We both in our first marriage married men who were probably a lot like, you know, our fathers or had, had some of those same negative characteristics and traits. And, you know, I don't want to like minimize it and call it daddy issues, but it's the, that's the word that a lot of women say to me when they say that they're struggling to overcome a pattern and they want to break a cycle. They usually use that word. Um, I think that's, you know, kind of overly general, but the kinds of issues that I see happening a lot and patterns that arise is when women get comfortable dating somebody because they have traits that they've experienced before in a man, right? So that's part of the pattern that a lot of women come to me wanting to break is they don't want to repeat the same kind of toxic relationships they've had in the past, right? So that's one area of breaking the cycle, but what are some areas in that along that thread that you see yeah um 
I think for me, it was a lot of my upbringing, really. And that is what I carried into my first big relationship in my life, my first marriage. It was um, first and foremost, I'm, you know, the the oldest of four kids and then an additional like two, two step siblings as well. And um, there was a lot of pressure for me to be perfect. Like, this is my perfect daughter. Mm-hmm. Straight A, straight everything. Um, and also don't screw up. Don't screw up. So having this, putting everybody else's needs before mine, especially going, you know, seeing one of, my mom go through a divorce and um, hit her, one of her last ones she's had was hit her really, really hard. And I made sure that all of the kids were fed. You know, we had a normal Halloween, we had a normal Christmas, you know, whatever holidays we celebrated. And and uh, putting, again, all of my needs aside and taking care of what was there. And when it came time, you know, 19 years old, I'm dating this guy, I'm going to move out because that is my escape to get out of this house. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. You know, it's funny because you say that you really were like the default parent almost with your siblings, which I know I witnessed that. And it's so funny because, you know, your mom is my sister and my mom was a single mother for a long, long time. And my sister ended up feeling like she had to cook and take care of me as she was six years older than me. So I could see that that's just another pattern Mm -hmm. that propagated in her life that she turned around and kind of generationally handed to you. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, And then there's like, how do we, how do we break that cycle? How do we break the cycle of repeating patterns from our past? And there's so many other cycles, like, like, let's keep talking about the cycles. And then we'll come back and answer that question. Because I feel like that's going to be like the overlying question is how do we break these these cycles, but other other patterns. Um, I would say I had a very unemotionally available father, and some of my listeners know that like the last time I ever spoke to him, I was 16 years old. He was just not present in my life, um, and I did see how your mom struggled to keep a relationship with him. And I saw how painful it was for her to be in relationship with him. So I just kind of opted out. I just did not have one. Um, so I, I saw that and that's definitely a cycle. I married an emotionally unavailable man, right? That was just like, I mean, I'm not just like that. And, and I never really talk about my ex. I honestly can say that we just weren't a fit for each other. He was emotionally unavailable to me. Like he's gone on to have healthy relationships since me. We just were not a match for each other. I think I had certain needs because of my past that he was unable to fulfill. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I think you had something similar. Oh yeah. I mean, my, I'm uh, air force brat is what they may say. So kind of raised by the Air Force and I married into, again, I married into the Air Force. I married into the Air Guard. And and uh, another thing that I saw in that relationship that was similar to my upbringing 
was the need for perfection again. So like being perfect, mm -hmm. walking on eggshells, preventing any kind of, of backlash or, or judgment or criticism, anything I can get away with just avoiding not putting my needs first was really the same relationship, you know, that I had been in all of my life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that really, really, I think what that did is that nurtured his kind of anger management that had gone unresolved for all of his lifetime. And of course he didn't believe in mental health, mental health care. Mm -hmm. And so, um, which is, is kind of common, but not, you know, it's getting better in the military but, you know, that's kind of one of those things that you see is a big stigma around mental health care. And so um, you certainly want to be aware of that in any of those relationships that you may have. But having those similarities and just making sure that I had this persona of a, a young, uh, thin, always had to be thin. I remember that. Um, and uh, kind of a country, country music singer, dancer kind of thing. And and uh, always being there to support my my partner, I was I was always second, and I was the, mm. the arm candy, you might say, mm -hmm. um, which was very similar to the way that my mom perceived relationships too. I mean, her her perception um, was at, at a certain point in her life, and I don't know how it got this way, because <laughs> that's probably another session to try to unpack, but. The, you know, this is my spouse. This is my status. I have, uh, you know, this person works in a really well-off career now. And I want you to know how successful I am because I have married someone who is very successful. And yes. Like yeah. her, her success was not her success. It was her spouse's success. Mm -hmm. I remember, I remember her saying something to me about when our dad was visiting her and how she you know you really need to um see dad and tell him about this amazing new man that you married because he's so established and he's so you know well put together and well to do and I'm like my my instant reaction to that was fuck that I got a master's degree in business I had a very good, su successful career on my own two feet and continue to with this business. Um, I don't need to prop myself up on the shoulders of my husband, right? But that was her mentality mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. like you are who you marry, not yeah. you are who you are. Yeah. And I unconsciously carried that in my into my own life. And I... I'll tell you now, I mean, we're not here to talk about my, my new partner, but I just, I don't think I would ever be as successful and confident in myself, in my, my small business with art, in my mm -hmm. career that it is today, in my being able to put my needs first mm -hmm. whenever I need it to be. I just wouldn't have had that. I was suffocating. Yeah. Yeah. I think you would have gotten on your own two feet. Um, regardless of your partner, I think you would have gotten there, but yeah. I think, I think it's just by luck and she's actually here celebrating her eighth year anniversary <laughs> with Jake cake, as we lovingly call him. Um, but he's an amazing guy. And I think sometimes we can get lucky before we're all the way healed mm -hmm. and kind of stumble into a great relationship. Um, and that definitely did happen for you, which yeah, you know, that's, that's great. Um, but you also had some awareness going into it 
what you didn't want. Oh, absolutely. You were absolutely determined to not repeat the patterns that you had in the past. Oh, yeah. My what 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 had been modeled to me growing up was you need to have a spouse. Like you need to have a partner. You need that. You need that to show your form of success in the world, but you also need that because it's the only way you're going to be able to carry yourself. And I had only I never really saw my mother for much many I mean it was never longer than a year in my life it was probably a few months at a time where she would be on her own she was always dating the next guy even when she was in pain and and hurting from the last relationship yeah and I did not when I left my you know my 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 first marriage I cognizantly really wanted to just live on my own Mm-hmm. I wanted, I just, and it was yeah. scary. Oh God, it was so scary. Cause I'd never mm-hmm. been to see my mom go through it on her own and I've never done it on my own. And I really wanted to. And this person that I started talking to, you know, before my, my, my now husband, like was there to help me. He's like, well, if you want, I can help you find that apartment. I can help mm-hmm. you do these things. And I want you to be as, you know, feeling as independent as you want. But I was able to, I was able to do that and then I just changed my mind and I didn't want to waste any time. But that's not what this is about, right? It's about breaking cycles, not about luck. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, but like you can heal and break cycles even Absolutely. inside a relationship. And I feel like, you know, when you're doing this work, like you're going to be doing it forever. Mm-hmm. You don't get to um, heal something and it never crop up again. Mm-hmm in your life, like those wounds are, are always going to be there. Sometimes they're festering, sometimes they're, and they're, sometimes they're closed and they're kind of healed, but sometimes they break open again. Exactly. So I feel like this work is something that's always continuing no matter where you are in a relationship. And I even recommend the women that I work with as long as as long as they're at a point where their divorce is final and they feel like they can trust themselves to say no to a man because they know he's not a good fit for them, then yeah, hell yeah, start dating because it is a great way to get to know yourself. And we lose ourselves in a bad marriage. So you get to relearn who you are in the process of dating sometimes, Um, but also, be on your own two feet as well. Like I, I always recommend that for people is to like, you know, heal, recover, and then step into the dating world. But it's, it's messy and there is no one way and there is no one path. So that is, you know, for sure there's, there's always different ways of going about it. Um, divorce is also a catalyst for healing those old wounds. I feel like divorce makes you take a good hard look at all of the things that you've been trying to hide and cover up during your marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Like walking on eggshells around your then husband and once you're divorced and you're no longer doing that, it's like you kind of have to pick it apart and say, okay, why was I doing this? What caused that, <laughs> right? Oh, God. I mean, the best example is, you know, buying a new beautiful house together and knowing that we're going to self-install a dishwasher that evening. 
I did everything I could to avoid going home that night. I just did not want to help because of his anger management. You know, I, I had been hit not intentionally, but like indirectly because he would throw things, slam things, uh, you know, I've seen stools and ladders thrown across a yard because he was so upset. He wasn't getting anywhere with, you know, trying to fix something and, and I'd be hit in, on accident on was the side. Was your first dad, your, first, your real dad was kind of like that, wasn't he? Yeah, there was violence. I mean, I'd wake up in the morning and there would be holes in the wall from punches oh, and there'd be scratches God. on each other's, you know, skin. I have no way. I don't remember. There's a lot of screaming. Very violent. But like, once you get to a certain age, you kind of, you know, depending on what type of your life it is, sometimes you just kind of block that out and <laughs> forget but it. But it also becomes like what's normal for you. Right? Which might have been part of what attracted you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, people having opinions, super strong opinions, closed-mindedness, and, you know, not taking care of themselves because they know themselves best. So, mental health care was out of the picture. And so, that was something that was, it just kept going. Isn't that interesting? Because it was like, to see a therapist was like to admit that you're crazy. Oh yeah, we don't use that word anymore, right? right? Yeah, we don't. No, I, mean, I know, it's, but it's it's you like, go in and you have like you have a mark on your skin, right? After hanging out in the summer all or hanging out in the sun all summer, and like you're gonna get that checked out, right? Right? Like why? It's, it's best to go and and do a good oil change on your brain every now and then and your emotions. And it's oh so my important. god! And and I love love my some of my favorite clients are ones that have been therapy for a long time. And I know sometimes I talk about therapy is not always the answer because sometimes you need, sometimes you, you're healed to the point where you're very functioning in society and you want to like go and get that next amazing job and, and reach certain goals. And that's where a life coach really comes oh. in is like to help that trajectory. But therapy is going to help you unpack your brain and say, why am I the way I am? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this happening? And they uncover these patterns out of your past so that you can identify them and not repeat them. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so relationship patterns are a cycle and family patterns are a cycle. And, you know, one of the things we were talking about this weekend was sometimes we have to let people go in our lives for our own sanity, for our own mental health, right? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about a, a big range of that. We've been too. talking about a lot for the last <laughs> couple of days, uh, a lot to unpack when we get together. <laughs> I, I think, though, like, I as a something I, I'd love to just iterate, too, is, like, if you're trying to break a cycle, especially in the relationships you have in your life, it's scary and you have to be brave. You absolutely have to be brave to do it. And, and, and if it feels uncomfortable, that's growth right there. And I think what worked and was successful for me in, in not only just leaving that first marriage, but I let go of all of the shared friends we had. I let go mm-hmm. of all of that. And it wasn't easy because we, you know, we were in a small enough city. It's easy to run into them. You don't go to the same restaurants anymore. You don't go to the same, you know, you know, played hockey. You don't go to the same hockey groups and the same hockey circles. You're right. In. You right. change, you have to abandon all that and change it because if you do the same things, you're going to inevitably find someone that's similar to that last 
person. Yeah. You you have to change so much. It doesn't have to be everything. But you right. have to change a lot of those patterns and, and, and habits you have that don't serve you anymore. And it doesn't look like yeah. it doesn't look like it's not serving you anymore, but it, it is because it's the same people. It's comfort. Yeah. yeah. There's comfort in that. And that was so important in breaking the cycles and who you're going to be with next. And oftentimes it's just yourself. And mm-hmm. that's what you need to figure out what you want. I mean, <laughs> I have a good example with my now husband. Um, when we first started dating, I totally friend zoned him a lot because I thought, oh, it's, you know, he's not my type. <laughs> and, and when I think about what my type was, I think about some standard that I set for myself back in high school. Tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> Tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, although he is tall, dark, and handsome, he is like now a silver fox. So tall, white, and handsome. But um, but yeah, it was it was a pattern that I had to look at and say, is this really serving me as a grown ass adult woman? And what would serve me better? And yeah, it serves me to have a nerd because he keeps my internet running and does all the tech for me inside the house and makes sure I if you like this podcast then you will love my get over divorce book it is packed with the tools that i use to help my clients fast forward their divorce healing and reclaim a more fulfilled independent new life it's only $4.99 and it's an instant download Plus, you get the audio version for free and two other amazing bonuses, all designed to help you redefine your post-divorce journey on your terms. Grab it now at getoverdivorce.com.